Hello and welcome. My guest on this episode is Bob Berg, co-author of The Go-Giver. His book has helped millions of people and given so many amazing insights into giving and creating abundance. The American Management Association named Bob one of the 30 most influential leaders, and he has been listed in the top 200 influential authors in the world by Rich Topia. Bob shares how giving creates abundance. You're listening to Impactful Billionaires, the podcast with award-winning social entrepreneur, Nyasha Kwaditsu, a For The Now media production. So, Bob, thank you very much for avoiding me the time to come on my podcast. And it's really such a pleasure. You've always, always been an inspiration to me. From the time I read about your book, The Go-Giver, and uh, it's really uh, tallies, it really hit a core in that it really tallies with my values and what is core to me, what I was taught by my own parents that you've got to give. Well, thank you, Nyasha. I've always thought about it, and I've always, you know, it's something which has always led me but I didn't have any theory behind it. I didn't have any book which anyone has ever written. And I've never really discussed this issue about giving, the whole dynamic of giving. And your book is just, it's just every, every sentence. I was saying, oh, that's what I believe as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I, from what I understand about you, I think it's something that you do very intuitively and very naturally. And it, yeah. Know, this comes right yeah. from your heart, and I, I think people know that and they understand it, and that's you know one reason why you're so loved by so many people. Oh, thank you very much. Um, meanwhile, I, I really what I really want to convey on my podcast is really people love to hear stories, so I really want you to uh, sort of really tell me your story. What is your story? I know it's it's all come together into this book and all other things you do do. But there is, um, the, you know, behind all this stuff, the books, the business, whatever else, there's actually a, a background story. So, well, I, I, you know, I, I, Nasha, I think for everyone there is. You know, we all have our mm-hmm. own stories and our own str- stories of, you know, uh, struggle and our own stories of joy and our own stories of, you know, starting at a certain place and and taking that journey. Um, I was very fortunate to have wonderful parents like yours, uh, you know, who taught me principles that have that have uh, been with me throughout my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was certainly a positive. Um, Mm -hmm. The uh, you know, I began uh, my business career in broadcasting first on radio and then television and uh, I wasn't really that good at that and I and it wasn't long before I I started in sales uh, but I really knew nothing about sales and so I I floundered for several months before I I went into a bookstore and picked up a couple of books on sales and began to study them and in really a fairly quick period of time my sales began to do well and 
uh, one of the nicest things about being in sales is that you learn that really it's about personal development. The mm. two aspect of sales, as important as it is, it's really much more about building yourself as a person, building yourself on the inside. Yeah. And while I was a, a terrible student in school, I all yeah. of a sudden became a very voracious student <laughs> of personal yeah. development. And, wow. um, and so that really helped a lot. And, you know, eventually I acquired some more success and began to teach others what was working for me. And really, that's how my speaking business started. And uh, a lot of times when you're a speaker, it's a good idea to write a book to help position yourself in the marketplace. And yeah. I had a, a couple of books out, but then in the mid 2000s, we kind of came up with the idea of this business parable, The Go-Giver. And mm -hmm. I asked John David Mann, who was the uh, editor-in-chief of a magazine I was writing for at the time, where I'd submit articles every month. And he was a great editor. And I also happened to know he was a wonderful writer. I mm -hmm. asked him to to co-author this, this oh, idea. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, he said yes. And he's a he's a brilliant storyteller. And he was really the, the lead writer. And uh, the book really came together. And it's it's been a, a fun journey since then as well mm. so your 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 journey hasn't re as, as hasn't really stopped uh, since writing this book yeah it sort of took it in a whole different level uh because you know i had attained a certain degree of success as a speaker and a writer uh, mm. but then when the go-giver came out and it really hit very, very big, pretty quickly, actually, which, you know, usually things don't happen for me that fast. They usually yeah. take a while to germinate and build, yeah. which is you know, how it usually is. But it yeah. just happened with this book. It really took yeah. off fast. Yeah. And uh, we built a brand around it and uh, really started a worldwide movement with The Go-Giver. I have a wonderful business partner by the name of Kathy Tajanel, and uh -huh. Kathy really directs the whole operation and and uh and allows me to do what i do best which is the speaking and the mm -hmm. writing and the interviews and promoting the, the the book but she really handles the business end so mm -hmm. it's a good partnership and then john of course as a writer of course he writes lots and lots of books with lots and lots of people uh, again he's 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 brilliant i was very fortunate to get to to do this with him uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, all in all, that's really that that's really the story. No, I have never heard in my whole life of um, in business over the last 32 years of sales being part of personal development. That's just incredible. I never thought it that way, but it is. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. We, we need to build ourselves on the inside and yeah. the build ourselves on the inside. That's when success manifests itself on the outside. So when I got into sales, uh, I started reading books like uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale yes, Carnegie, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon mm -hmm. Hill, The mm -hmm. Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David Schwartz. And mm -hmm. uh, Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. And I just went on a steady diet of self-improvement, personal development books. Yeah. And there was a lot about me that I really needed to improve. And I needed yeah. to continue to this day. I continue working on myself because it's okay. never a, it's never a completed process, is it? You know, we, never. But yeah. No, I, I just think that it's such a, an important thing that I'm going to take away from this interview.
and uh, it's so um, true uh, when I come to think of it, of all the things, because personal development is not really separate from you as a business person, right. from you as a seller, as you as a marketeer. It's all part of who you are. Sure is. And the, that's the same thing with the story. It's very individual to that person, and it makes who you are. It's, we're all unique in our own way. You talked about um, some of your struggles in this journey. Could, could you, uh, for anyone who might be listening, share some of what your struggles with and how, do you, how you overcome them so that they can say, oh, there is a way out of this. I might be stuck in this, but um, there might be a way out of it. There might be one way I could get out of this challenge to anyone who might be listening. Well, my struggle, uh, my biggest struggle, because I mean, life is filled with struggles, of course, but my my biggest one was that I was born with and have always suffered from from a disorder called OCD or obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay, yeah. It's a, um, you know, it's a, a disorder with the, the brain caused by a lack of serotonin and mm -hmm. it really is a very, very difficult existence when you have OCD. Mm -hmm. uh, and many times the word, at least here in the United States, people use the word incorrectly. They'll use OCD as a um, as sort of a descriptor for um, being very involved in something. Like they'll say, oh, I'm so OCD about, meaning they're obsessive about a certain thing but that's not what that's, I was not, that's not yeah yeah i know what you mean i've heard that expression <laughs> yeah and so, um, so you know without going too deep into it although i've certainly done interviews where i've, I've discussed ocd in detail but but it just makes it so that it's very very difficult to um you know to feel good about oneself it really mm -hmm. plays havoc mind and, and, and so forth. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I've always had that. I, I didn't realize it, of course, when I was younger. And I'm old enough that, you know, when I was a kid, it really wasn't something yeah. people knew about. So I just knew yeah. that I felt like I was crazy or felt like I was, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in my mid-20s that it was finally diagnosed as they were okay. beginning about it so yeah. uh, it's, you know you, you don't you don't get over but you manage it and you hopefully and I, I often say to, to people you know you're um you're not successful because of ocd you're successful in spite of ocd mm -hmm. yeah. so, you know, that's been my biggest thing so you know i've certainly had other challenges everybody does every child deserves a loving family and that is why i founded banya fostering an independent provider in 1996. In the past 24 years, we have grown to become one of the largest agencies in the UK. We thrive to support carers and empower children, providing opportunities for brighter futures. Have you ever thought about supporting a child that needs it most? So far, we've helped more than 7,000 children in our care. But that's, that's my biggest that's one. That's a real big one, isn't it? You uh, grow up with and having to find a way of uh, dealing with it and uh, leading a normal life without making it um, be the, de de whatever, the defining thing for you mm -hmm. exactly. and uh, disabling you in, in any way to do what you need to do. You found ways to deal with it and to get on with your life. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I had to do a lot of workarounds, as we say, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and, and manage it. But, uh, you know, and it's been a constant struggle and it still is to this day. But, you know, again, like anything else, you you try to uh, you try to work with it and you try to to, um, you know, you try to use it in, in the best possible way. Uh, you try to make the best of it and mm-hmm. uh, do what you have to do. Mm. So um, the other thing which I, I think around struggles and which is uh, is of interest to me is the issue about support, about um, who are your supporters around this. It doesn't have to be OCD. It could be anything. Yeah. Uh, in your challenges, in your work, who uh, you seem to me you have got very good business partners. You you find experts who write things with you, so you're very good and sussed about uh, looking for support. And you know where you're weak, you find someone who's an expert on it. So balancing your weakness and your strength, it seems as if that's been one of the uh, things you're very good ab- about. And you're talking about your business partner, Kathy. Mm-hmm. You talk about all these things. It sounds to me as if. They're just perfect for you to do what you need to do the the best, and they're also very supportive to you to enable you to do what you need to do. What, what would you um, say to anyone who is listening about how you navigate this issue of supporters in your journey, in your struggles, in your? It doesn't have to be struggles; it could be joys as well. Oh, sure, absolutely. Um, well, first. You know, I've been very, very fortunate in that I've sort of had a knack of getting good people around me. Um, mm. One reason I think that is, is because I am aware of my weaknesses and aware of my strengths. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's very important. Now, we need to focus on our strengths, of course, but we also have to be aware of our weaknesses. And mm. you know, yes. a lot of teaching these days that says, oh, just ignore your weaknesses, just focus on your strengths. And I, I know what they're saying. Yes. It's going to take you far, not your, you know, mm-hmm. but, there are, but there are different weaknesses we have that we need to be aware of. And, and to me, there are three types of weaknesses. Okay. There are mm-hmm. the weaknesses that really don't matter. Okay. So uh, just as an example, uh, I'm not good at running long distances. Okay. And at 61 years old and not planning on running a marathon, <laughs> I don't you care. <laughs> now, funny. there mm-hmm. are weaknesses that we have to mitigate. Okay, so uh, I have a tendency to put on weight when I eat junk food and don't work out. And the fact mm-hmm. is, I love eating junk food and I don't like working out. So, mm-hmm. and that if I ignored that, that would be dangerous. So mm-hmm. I hire a, um, a uh, you know, trainer. So she comes in six mornings a week to work me out and she prepares my meals and she tells me what I can eat and what I can't. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a health food maniac, so to speak, but mm-hmm. I watch myself because it's something that I have to do. It's a, it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's a weakness I had to mitigate. Now, if we look at that in business, I'm not by nature very good with numbers, okay? And mm-hmm. business aspect a lot, but the business aspect is very important in a business and you need to be able to. Your figures. 
I learned what I needed to learn, but I also mm-hmm. have, you know, a really good accountant and a good bookkeeper. And of course I have a oh. wonderful business partner who is very oh. good when it comes to that. Oh. So that's a weakness of mine that I've been able to mitigate yeah, by Mm-hmm. and having people around me who are better than I am with it. Mm-hmm. And then there are the weaknesses that we need to absolutely turn into strengths. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll never be that effective. Uh, it's like the person who has uh, issues with anger and they yell at people a lot and they, you know, lose control. Well, that's mm-hmm. a weakness that if you don't absolutely change that and turn it into something positive uh, you and it's going to make you less uh, less um effective and so that's a person who needs to not only mitigate that they need to change that into becoming the kind of person who uh handles their issues much more constructively so that they Mm -hmm. don't turn people off they don't Mm -hmm. control so they need to learn to uh, to have self-control so uh, you know those so so I guess when we're looking at when we go back to surrounding ourselves with good people, uh, mm-hmm. I think it is important for us to be aware of our weaknesses and where we need to have people around us mm-hmm. a, a, a positive dimension. Uh, yes. and, yeah. and we do. And then there's one other part I think about finding good people. Okay, mm-hmm. and that is being the type of person who wants the best for their partners, for their supporters. So in other words, it's not a matter of just take, take, take. Oh, yeah, that person's really good. Uh, I want them in my life to help me, but that's as far as it goes. No. One way to speak. Your focus needs to be how do I make their lives better? Your focus needs to be what is it that, you know, how will they benefit from working Uh with their goals? What are their wants? What are their needs? What are their desires? What are their values? Uh Honor that and always look at how much can we give to this relationship, not how much can we take from this relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Those, I always say we need to create win-win relationships. It can't be one-way street and just take, take, take all the time. And uh, the energy flow, someone was saying to me, you have to be able to give as well as take because a breath, you've got to breathe in and out. And I thought, oh, I never heard of that described that way. (laughs) Because if you don't, if you don't breathe out and breathe in, you actually die. So if you're just taking or just giving, you're not going to very, you're not going to go very far. You're going to get a stage where you're going to actually run out of the giving, whatever it is you're giving. <laughs> right. Well, that was the part the the yeah, that was the part in the story in The Go-Giver where Pindar asked Joe to just breathe out but not breathe yes. in. <laughs> yes, I, that, that, I remember right. that. Right. As you said, you got to breathe out and breathe, breathe in. in. So we the breathe heart. out carbon dioxide, mm. we breathe in oxygen, we breathe out, which is giving, we breathe mm. in, which is receiving. And mm. all the... Really, giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin mm. together in tandem. Yes. I'm really going to have to take that away with me because I really find it difficult to receive. Even a compliment, even I really find it real. I really struggle with it. And uh, 
it's only the last few years I've worked on myself to be able to to be you know great grateful when when someone gives me a comment when someone gives me time because I just it's I've, it's so I don't know whether it was to do with my upbringing it was my upbringing was always about giving mm-hmm. and yeah, so you must give yep. your privilege my parents would say you're so privileged as left people you must give you must give. But they always used to also tell me that when you give, magic happens. Uh, something will come back to you, not necessarily from that person, from someone else. So, but I don't know why they never did. Um, I don't know why I feel uncomfortable about being um, when I when I'm given. Yeah, and that's something that needs to be worked on because re- reset. Yeah is very, very important. And what you said, it kind of starts with where you said, even when someone gives you a compliment, okay? But that's the first place to start. So from now on, when someone gives you a compliment, when you feel yourself ready to react with something like, oh, no, no, or, you know, something like that, instead, yeah. think about it for a quick second and respond with, oh, thank you very much. It's sort of like building your muscles when you lift weights. You know, you don't start with 500 pounds. You start with <laughs> five pounds. One kg. And 15 pounds. Yeah. Start mm-hmm. from thanking people when they give you a compliment or, or you know, um, when you accomplish something and someone ma- makes a, a point about it. And again, just, you know, say thank you or mm-hmm. you have done something and, and someone's paying you for it. Don't feel guilty for the money you're receiving. Instead, just say mm-hmm. thank you yes. because you've provided value to that other person. So it's actually mm-hmm. very, very um, helpful, especially, you know, when someone is, is teaching others and doing so much good for others, one of the best things we can do for people who don't have a lot of money is to teach them how to be receptive. To mm. money. Because what yeah. we want to do is we want to, build, mm-hmm. we want to build prosperity. Uh, we want to build a mindset of prosperity for mm-hmm. the world around us. And so it, you know, it begins with the giving it begins uh-huh. with giving value to everyone uh-huh. you know. And value yeah. given in many ways can be given uh-huh. with a word. It can be given with advice or a compliment. It can begin by showing someone how to do something that will help them. It can it can it can be by being a friend. There's many ways. Uh, it can be through your product or service. And then as you're doing this and as you're giving and providing so much value to so many people's lives, what happens is you create what we call a benevolent context for mm, you yeah. yes 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 trust you they uh, want to be a part of your life they want to see mm-hmm. you succeed and that's really how it happens and uh, you know really when you can focus on the giving and then allow yourself to receive that's a win for everyone involved yeah that's it you've got to be balanced um, and uh, and as I said, I, I I completely believe in it, and I think that's the way I work. And as I said, but I'm I'm learning and I'm developing to just say thank you and not sit on it and not yeah. too feel uncomfortable by when someone gives me whatever it is they do give me. I just have to accept it and thank thank them. That's right. 
Yeah, and the, the other thing I, I I wanted to talk about, or um, just um, you mentioned earlier on, was this thing to do with awareness. And I can't remember somebody said awareness is the root of the answers. In that, once you are aware of your struggles, of your challenge, because most of the time when I see people really struggling, that they're not actually aware of it. So the, they're not able to do mitigate, you know, the things you're talking about, you, you can mitigate. But if they're not aware, they can, they can never go about doing the work of mitigating it. They can never go about saying, actually, I have got this weakness. I need a business partner who's good at figures. I've got, you know, I'm very good at figures, but I'm not very analytical or reflective as a as a person. I need someone who can, whatever. That I just, I think that it is really so crucial to be aware because uh, once you're aware, you can do something about it. You can go around your world completely being blind to your weakness or the opportunities actually in front of you uh, because you're not you you're not <laughs> you're not um, made that way i don't know just some some people are just not aware of something which is actually in, in front of them so all, i'm just wondering that you can comment about awareness how does one become aware yeah well all improvement be, begins with awareness as as you said yeah. if you're aware there's an issue you're certainly not going to take the steps to improve mm-hmm. if you're not aware of it yeah yeah. Why, you know, why, why would you, if you don't, if you don't realize there's anything. It's a problem, yeah. Right. And so you become aware by becoming aware of being aware. Aware that you're not aware. And that's the yeah. thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a, um, and it's something we need to continually remind ourselves of mm-hmm. uh, as we generally walk around and live our lives in a state of unawareness. It, yeah. It's a very natural state to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Run by what I call an unconscious operating system. Mm-hmm. Living their lives and going about it based on their own beliefs and based on, mm-hmm. you know, in it's all again, very unconscious. So the first thing to do is to, to, even if you have to put notes everywhere around the house or, or mm-hmm. wherever it is, make a mm-hmm. little line that just says awareness or be aware. Stay yeah, okay. So mm-hmm. you're always practicing this, always being aware of it. And that's how you, that's how you, you, you learn to do anything. You, you, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. do it and you do it until you've, uh, until you've got it. Mm. Yeah. And uh, some some of us were lucky or whatever. Our parents tell us, are you aware you're doing this? You know, it depends how we're brought up or even the, the word aware it doesn't even come into other people's backgrounds. And um, yeah, it's, it's a very, very true what you're saying. You need to become aware of being aware. <laughs> I love it. I just love it. So, um, the other thing which I, I wanted to ask you was the issue. We were just moving on from surrounding yourself with good people and supporters. Recently, I have been uh, looking at um, who supports uh, who. You know, I, I'm into mentoring other social entrepreneurs out there. And uh, the other day, I was talking to another woman who was based in um, Croatia. Actually, now she was based in UK, USA. 
but she's moved to Croatia. And I say, who mentors, the mentors, who support? Who, um, I, I felt that there isn't any um, group out there or a mastermind group out there which um, supports people like yourself, supports people like you, like me, because I mentor lots of people. Uh, and uh, do you have such a group? Or I thought I would ask you whether you have a view about who mentors you, and uh, who and who, whoever mentors you, who <laughs> who mentors them. <laughs> well, there are many people in my personal network who have strengths that I certainly don't have, and I go to advice and mentorship. Uh, mm-hmm. For several years, I was part of a group of uh, very successful people who we would meet once a month at each other's home, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it ended up, we, this, this went on for a while and it was a wonderful group. Uh, people ended up moving away, unfortunately, and, and it hasn't been operational for a while. We could, we could do it online, but we just mm-hmm. don't. It just hasn't happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but while we were doing it, it was just, you know, it was so wonderful. Um, but you know, but uh, again, I'm, I'm very fortunate because there are people I can call on that, that I know, know so much more than I do. That's really what it's, you know, what it's about. It's, it's having relationships with people who, uh, who you can call and who can call you and who yourself available for those who you can, uh, mentor and help and advise. And so I, I, I think it's, you know, uh, I, I don't think it's one of those things where you're a mentor to others, so you have nothing left to learn, and there's no one who can mentor you. I don't think it ever. No, 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 no. definitely. I don't agree with that. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, so it's 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 about uh, to anyone who's listening. It's about um, looking at your community, people in your networks who can give you support, uh, and knowing who has got what strength and to tap in. At the right again, it, for me, it gets to this awareness. I need this. I need an expert in this. Um, I don't really know what this is all about. Sure. I need an expert, and having those links within your networks is really important in terms of um, support and success. It is, and and the best way you build a network of people who can support you is by always asking yourself, how can you support others. How can mm-hmm. you make yourself of value to those around you? How can you bring value to other people's lives? Mm-hmm. You do yeah. that as you, you know, as you give that out, as you, uh, you know, that's the degree that you find that uh, that you have all of a sudden a network that's very supportive of you. Yes, yes. So you need to start with what can I give to mm-hmm. them of value, which uh, in turn I can. Um, then get support. Social Enterprise Success Conference is a non-profit event that celebrates and connects social enterprises with a view to replicating them globally. We offer mentoring and coaching to aspiring change makers and leaders to grow their social enterprise ideas. We create networking opportunities to connect with supporters social and conscious enterprise do more be the impact and and sometimes you don't need to have uh, sometimes you know this issue about that a problem shared is a problem halved sometimes you uh, you actually 
just need to talk about the problem. Right. And I always have that when I, whenever I meet up a friend or whatever, and they're not formal mentors, but I'll just share my problem I'm currently having. And they'll just listen. They're not, they're normally, most of the time, they actually don't say anything. They don't actually give me an advice. They say, oh, what a strange situation or what an odd situation. On my way home, I have an aha moment, you know, just listening to the, reflecting on the conversation that actually I have got the answer. Right. They didn't say anything. <laughs> I'll find it. All right. I mean, uh, mentorship, and, and in a sense, just like good coaching, uh, is not so much about providing answers to that. No, no. No, no. Questions that will allow this person to provide their own answer. Yes. It's brainstorming and just exploring. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. How, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't provide answers. Uh, I mean, if it's a, a physical thing they want to, or they, you know, something like, uh, do you know the telephone number of such a person? Or do you know how I can contact somebody? That is a, an issue. I can give somebody that kind of information It's an information, but it's not really advice. Uh, um, but uh, most of the time, I really believe that we have got our inner answers. We've got our answers uh, and these challenges are presented because whoever the creator out there knows that we got the solution or else they wouldn't have put that obstacle in our way. If they didn't believe we would, we would be able to maneuver and mitigate, like you said, <laughs> mitigate the problem. Right, right, right. I, like the <laughs> I love it. I just love it. So, um, anything else you'd like to share with, about your story about uh, giving? There's a lot of uh, interesting things you've shared already. Oh, thank you. Um, how to support other and um, giving, um, you know, adding value to somebody's life so that you can then be able to get support from them in return. I mean, I, I think it's really just a matter of, uh, you know, looking uh, and whether whether we're talking about online or in person or whatever. It's just always kind of going back to asking yourself the question is what I'm about to say or do or tweet or post or what have you. Is it is it likely to add value to another person? So, we know we always want to keep away from, you know, from gossip. We want to keep away from an attitude of complaining or lack of a no, 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 no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is always to the degree that we can have our mind filled with thoughts of gratitude, speak well and kindly about others and, and always look to be of value to other human beings. And I think to the degree that we do that. Uh, you know, we, we create that, what we were calling about earlier, that what we were talking about earlier, that benevolent context for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's really a very good concept to, to always bear in mind in all we do, um, and being generous in what we tweet, what we, you know, what we post, you know what I mean? And not attacking anybody or whinging about anyone. Um, um, I, I definitely think that's, um, that's, um, that is really important. The final thing I wanted to talk about is abundance. Uh, and just really, um, reading your book, talking to you now is, uh, and I always think people who give, they have got this 
level, they, they believe in abundance, that there's enough to share, to give, to take. And I just wanted, what is your view about that? And you know something, I missed just a little bit of what you said. So would you, would you repeat the first part of that? I apologize. No, no, no. I wanted to ask you about your views about abundance. Okay. Because I believe that people who give in particular and who take, or learning to take like myself, uh, really believe in abundance. That's why they give. Oh, okay. Because if, they, if they believe, you know, there's some people who are just so mean and they, they don't think there's enough in this world. That's why they can't give. They can't even give you your one minute, you know what I mean? Uh, or their time or uh, their money or whatever it is. Uh, but I believe myself as a giver, and I, I'm, I'm so, so clear that you, you are also a, a great giver, that you must believe in abundance. Or else, if there wasn't abundance, why would you give? Right. So you, you make a, a great point. And, you know, it's a difference between having uh, an abundance mentality okay, yes. and a lack mentality. Uh, mm -hmm. There are many people who write on this topic specifically, and they do a wonderful job. One of my favorites mm -hmm. is a guy by the name of Randy Gage, who does. Yeah, Randy Gage. Okay, I'll look him up. Yeah, who does blogs, and uh, he has a prosperity TV, uh, YouTube channel, and he writes books on this topic. And he's, mm -hmm. he's made a big study of abundance and people like oh, wow. Bob Proctor and, and, you know, many others. And, and it's something we need to study because the world around us, and this is very important, the world around us gives us a message of lack. Mm. Oh, yeah. All the time, especially mm -hmm. to money and prosperity uh, when you watch movies or or read stories, you know they they always paint the picture of people either being poor and happy and honest, or they're wealthy and mean and horrible. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there's all types yeah. of people who are wealthy mm -hmm. or what have you. But that's such a a message of lack to think that mm -hmm. that is the case. And, mm -hmm. The fact is we live in an abundant universe. There's basically enough for everyone. And mm -hmm. when we look to bring value to other people uh, and we connect with other people like that, then you're getting people together who are building an economy for everyone. They're building abundance for, for mm -hmm. everyone. Exchange of, the free exchange of products and services and ideas it builds a bigger pie. You know, it's the it's the theory that, you know, the lack theory says if I want to have a bigger piece of pie, I've got to take some of your pie, which leaves you yes. with a piece. Yes. But yes. abundance says, says if I want a bigger piece of pie, you and I get together and we bake a bigger pie. Right. Yes, we do. And that's yes. the key. <laughs> And that's why free market capitalism has actually helped bring more people out of poverty and into abundance than mm -hmm. any other economic system because it's based on voluntary exchange. It's based mm -hmm. on, and, and so now it's very misunderstood, of course. And you've got 
a lot of people, when they try to cheat the system, that's not capitalism, that's theft. And that's the <laughs> people are free to create products and services, um, you know, uh, and, and people who are, are free to buy and to sell and exchange and to do, you know, live their lives, seek happiness, however they see fit, providing they don't infringe upon the rights of else to do the same. Now you've got abundance. Now you've got prosperity. And now you've got more and more people uh, lifted into, uh, you know, lifted into a, a prosperity situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a real um, fantastic message. Um, and uh, we really need to, um, I think, I think, uh, I feel we need to um, really promote this um, abundance mentality rather than the lack yeah. And, and I think that's very much where I'm coming from, and I think that's where you're coming from. And I think I think we are agents of change. We need to really it's our job to <laughs> to make sure that we promote this um, in our our day to day work. That there isn't any like there's just so much out there we can share, we can do together, and create things which are going to add value to people's lives. Yes. So finally, what question or message would you want to give to anyone listening about giving? Someone might be listening. So how, where do I start to even give? Do I, what do I give <laughs> to, uh, uh, out there? Because some people, um, they're giving already, but they don't know they're giving. Some people don't even realize they're giving. Some people think, oh, I'm not giving anything because I don't have anything. But they're just generous people. They, 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 their their um, idea of giving uh, is sort of much grander than they are. And but so they, they, they almost say, I'm not giving. I can't give because I don't have. So let me answer that this way. When you give of your time to someone, you're giving. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. give someone attention and focus on them, you're giving. When yeah. someone counsel or advice that they ask for, you're giving. Mm-hmm. Yes. Give them education, you're giving. Yeah. When you yes. give them empathy, you're giving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give them yeah. value of any way that they understand it to be of value, you're giving. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not, you know, we don't need to limit ourselves. We can no. give in many ways as long as it makes a positive difference to the life of another person. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just, um, that's just so powerful and so simple. It doesn't have to be um, something so complicated for you to define your giving. And, and uh, the idea that is adding value to somebody's life. Thank you very much for your time and for giving this um, wonderful interview to me and to the listeners I'm sure they'll be inspired to um, uh, follow some of the tips and advice you've given today and to look up your book if they already don't have it and uh, your book has I know it has impacted millions and millions of people around the world and I'm so privileged to have interviewed you today well thank you 
Uh, it's Thank you. journeyed by you. You are doing so much good work in the world. You're doing so much fantastic work in the world. If anyone knows about giving value to others, it's, it's you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much.